0: Welcome to NCFM, Women Against False Accusations. This podcast shares truth about false accusations of sexual assault and abuse, revealing just how easy it is for the men in our lives to be falsely accused. You will hear true, heartbreaking, and sometimes shocking stories from the mothers, sisters, wives, friends, and advocates of men living the trauma of a society that has moved away from presumption of innocence. We invite you to join us as we take a stand for truth.
1: Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Harry Crouch. I happen to be president of the National Coalition for Men. We've been around for about 45 years. And one of the things I always wanted to do was to have a means where people could share their stories about how they were impacted by a loved one being falsely accused of God only knows what. You know, because the false allegations seem to come rapidly about anything. Sexual assault, he touched me wrong, he said something that he I didn't like, whatever the case may be, but the consequences have devastating impacts on people other than the person falsely accused. As a consequence, uh, we're thankful to have Lori Debo ha- uh, heading up uh, an organization, uh, women, NCFM Women About False Allegations. And we're sharing stories from loved ones to find out what happened. Uh, and the stories are harrowing uh, to say the least. Uh, I'm gonna turn it over to Lori and uh, let Laurie introduce you to the next person that we're gonna be able to hear the story from. And thank you, everybody involved here for doing what you do. Lori, it's all yours. Thank you, Harry.
2: And as Harry said, I'm Lori Dubold and I'm heading up the NCFM Women Against False Accusations group. And I met Crystal a while ago, and her fiance's story is certainly horrific and goes far beyond those false accusations and what the county is doing now. But... Crystal, I'd like to open this up to you and have you share your story with us, please.
3: Thank you, Lori and Harry. Um, my fiance, Jerry, is one of the most amazing men you'll ever meet. Um, really quick on my background, just really quick. I came from a 10-year abusive relationship. And so to meet somebody like Jerry is just refreshing and by all means, be a man that deserves to have a family and everything that he wanted in life before this happened, because he was getting to that point in his life that he was ready for a family and to build a new house and have kids. And he met a girl online and uh, whether it was a setup or not, um, she, they met outside of the ranch first because this comes kind of important She later tells them that she first came to the ranch, but they had met before. And she said when she came to the ranch that she was kidnapped for three days and basically tortured because he got 18 felonies. And I'm talking felonies that he didn't even know what they were until he was in the courtroom. And it was almost like an exaggeration from his county um, the they did nothing to I mean it was believe the woman it was not believe the evidence because he had her cell phone records which they didn't check until later and witnesses as well and bless his heart he was just coming home for, uh, he told her to leave he was having guests come stay at his cabin he had asked her to leave quite sternly she was out smoking a cigarette and just disrespecting the whole place she left dirty stuff everywhere and I guess like at a date a couple days before that she was telling a bunch of uh people at the party that she had been raped before and they were kind of like why is she talking about this at a a wedding it was like a wedding date and that kind of sent him some red flags so this is all before his stuff so he's asked her to leave. And he went to, after work, took the the guy that was staying there, his friend, and they went and had burgers and he was driving back and he got pulled over and they took him in and they immediately, or they didn't take him in. They took her in, they interviewed her. They didn't check her cell phone. They didn't do anything. I mean, they, they literally were out to get him. They didn't listen to the witnesses, nothing until she put a restraining order. Luckily she was lazy and she had put a restraining order on him in another county, San Luis Obispo County. And I went to court. And I talked with her mother the whole time, this four hours she was playing with my son, you know, keeping him company. I mean, these women were not acting like they were terrified of Jerry. She was asking me, how was it at the ranch, all this stuff. And we were starting to have a beautiful life at the ranch. And then all of a sudden they This was going on before they used his mugshot and the same judge in this small county, and they used it for his rape case. His mugshot and stuff that wasn't even true, like, I'm gonna say this, his friend, he wasn't even there, he was visiting his mother in Arizona. His friend had like a thing of weed and the guy was trying to tell him, this is mine, this is not Jerry's, they still put Jerry's face buy it in the mugshot with like a bunch of guns and Glocks. Mm. He's like, you would have thought I was like a, I mean, they set him up to make him look bad to the judge in the case from, for the uh, receivership. Cause then they had put a receivership on his um, cabin. And I don't know how that, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but how they cross examine that with the warrant, they used that warrant to go to his, they were saying he was aggressive and all these things. And they were trying to use the fake rape case as, um, to make it, him look like a bad person to go ahead and take his property. He's unsafe. He shouldn't even be in the community kind of. And so then they took our, our home. Like we were living there. we were happy. We really thought we were going to get it back. We were going to fight this, you know, he's innocent. This is a joke. We even tried to do like all these things that were things that we could have gotten our cabin back and they still took it. So you know it what the vendetta or the goal was. Um, They didn't give Jerry, like everything was no, no, no. And they treated him like, like a felon, even though he was innocent. Then they carried the case on for two years so they could get the tax credit rate for the next year. Whether he sat in jail or whatever, it didn't matter. They wanted that money for the next, and I heard the judge also gets money for the crisis center. And so basically now, and if you need to hear more about the story, I do have websites. On Facebook and on Instagram, like the Jerry Cox story, if you just look up Jerry Cox or Mariposa County Corruption, you can probably find it. But if you need to know more of the story, if I didn't cover anything, but um, basically, like, we don't even live together right now. We have a really good, healthy, long-distance relationship, and, um, but we, because of all this, he has to be at a red tag cabin because people have been breaking in there and just violate, you know, he has, we have animals, like some donkeys there while, you know, well, they're not wild, but they graze freely out there and there's a Creek and stuff. So he has to go check on all that stuff. And I'm in another state completely. And we're just, we just want this all to end so we can be together and he deserves it. And people sometimes wonder like why, you know, but I feel bad that he even had to tell me he had to tell me on our the first time I met him he had to tell me this and he was honest and I respected that and I I honest I looked it up and I it was horrifying like he it's really sad what they did to him and I'm gonna be there for him because well he he's a good guy so and uh and this should all be over with soon I we have been getting some good news so that's good um but it's just the waiting game you know he sold everything he had to bail himself out of prison it costed him like fifty thousand dollars he uh, oh here they put guards at his house when they put him in jail for the receivership the receiver put these meth addict guards at his house and they stole all his stuff his four-wheelers his crossbows I mean you talk about unconstitutional they kicked him out of his home his hand-built cabins and had strange methodics living there having their families over stealing his stuff told you know made it look like he was an animal are they're like spraying water in the horse's face the receiver but what he doesn't realize is there's running creeks everywhere and spring the the horse looked miserable getting water spray in his face but um they and so the the receiver charged him about wants to charge him now this amount that he sold the property for $700,000 and the property is worth like $2 million, but he undersold it to hurry and sell it. He didn't do any of his receivership duties. He broke into Jerry's other cabin. That wasn't even part of the receivership that he's taking care of. Now they broke into that and they lie about it. They say that Jerry made it look like that. This is how much power these people have. I don't understand. So Basically what I'd like to see, because I have two sons, and not only do we love the ranch, and we deserve to have a nice guy in our lives that can take care of us and protect us and we can take care of him and he's calm because I've I've been there. And um like we just deserve for it to move on. He had to basically sell everything. So it's I'm with the right price of gas and stuff, we don't really get to see each other very much. And And then, like I said, I have two boys. Not only do we miss and love that other ranch, but this could happen to them. And that's why I'm here. It kind of became personal because I saw all my friends who's, you know, their sons. And um, I even just heard a story. My friend um, that lived by me, her son's friends with my son. And he got in trouble at school just recently. And luckily there was cameras in the gym because... So it it just became quite personal and it can happen to anybody. And poor Jerry, he definitely is someone that deserves his justice. He fights for what's right in a good way, you know? He didn't like go blow up something, you know? He's gonna do it the right way. And he's just cool. That's what blows me away that they could even get away with saying he was erratic or anything because it's just plain obvious.
1: Hey Crystal, let me ask you a question if you don't mind. Yeah, thank you. How does this impact you personally? Um, Well, we can't be together.
3: Um, We're just waiting for everything so he can get his money back. He was well sufficient. He was a good catch. I mean, he still is, but he was a you know he could support a family, and now he's he can't. They took everything. I mean, yeah. And that's, that's traumatic.
0: And
2: I imagine when you guys were all living together there, right. Before the receivership issue, you guys had to leave, which meant, okay. So the boys have to go to a different school now.
3: Well, they didn't start school. None of that yet, but I, but yes, for them, I don't want them to go to school in that County. Yeah. So I'm here with my mom because they have really good schools and he has to be there because it's court date after court date and he can't be hours away. They just keep making court dates. And so he has to be there.
1: So <laughs> does, does this
3: impact your boys at all? Uh, well, they have to hear about, I mean, I try not to ha- let them hear anything of, about some of the details. Cause it's very like, you know, a five-year-old, but I mean, it's something talked about in the house, which I blame the false accuser because like, that's something that you shouldn't have to be talking about in your household, especially if somebody didn't do anything. And especially like five years later, six years later, and and, and it impacts Simon too. Well, I know Hunter misses the ranch so much. Mm -hmm. So I definitely impacts Hunter because we love that place. But besides the fact that we have to have a long distance relationship, and I'm just terrified for my boys in the future, if it's like, you can't be alone with a girl. (laughs) I
2: know, and it's it's changing everything for our men and our boys, right? Um, Now you had mentioned that there were 18 felonies, right? 18, and those were all dropped, right? All of them,
3: yeah. I mean, sodomy, kidnap. Like the, the like just some horrific stuff. Stuff that you don't want in your household, but yet it like it kind of has to be because some, someone's gotta do something about it.
1: You know? Right. If you don't mind, let me clarify a few things because I think some viewers of this video might get a little bit locked in the terminology. Number one. The Jerry Cox case, as Crystal knows, is one that NCFM has been deeply involved with for more years than I can remember. And it is true that Jerry was falsely accused of all these charges. And concurrently, the county of Mariposa was after Jerry's property. Initially, the two things had nothing to do with each other, but the county was able to use the former for the latter. And Jerry's ranch was 437 or 417 acres, and he had a herd of bison. He was raising bison, and he built everything himself. He had a couple pieces of property. One he still has, but the county grabbed the rest of it through a process known as receivership. In other words, they violated Jerry's property for things like the door was crooked or a fence post wasn't straight, things like that. Um, Or he didn't have permits when he didn't have permits. In California, what happens then after time, you can put it into a legal process called receivership where the property is turned over to an attorney who in this case stole everything, in my opinion. And with the concurrence of the court, the county of Mariposa. I mean the whole thing looks so corrupt, it's just that's hard to explain in a short period of time. <laughs> I know. So, this you. is what this is what Crystal found herself in uh, with Jerry. And if I'm not if I'm correct, your your mother is the ranch mom, right?
3: Oh no, that's oh. his best friend's
1: mom. Oh, well, yeah. somebody owes me a pie. I'm not sure who it is, but I think it's ranch Moss. No. You can, pass, you can he, pass that on to somebody. Um, she's not the fondest of me. I don't know why. I don't know. But. Okay. So that, I hope that's <laughs> a little bit of context of what Crystal's trying to explain, because for the viewer, I think you can readily see how this has impacted her love for Jerry. You know, it's a very confusing Uh, set of circumstances and Jerry is still struggling through them in the court system Uh, and we're hopeful that when he's done that he will be vindicated in more ways uh, than he's already been vindicated and he and Crystal and Du Bois and everybody else can get back to having some normalcy that's all I wanted to say
3: yeah. And, and like I said, it, it's been over five years and Jerry and I are six years and Jerry and I've been together like three years. And so it wasn't this like we still had the ranch when we got together and stuff like that. So he was really in the middle of the fight. He didn't think that, you know, it could go that way. But they gave him one hundred and one just like the exaggerated 18 felonies. You could yeah. tell they were really out to get him because it wasn't just like, oh, 17 um, violations and five felonies. It was like, they were going for the goal, man. The goal or whatever you say, <laughs> they were going heavy. And it's it's so obvious when you when you go
1: that heavy on. So well, they pulled, a, we thought they, they pulled a, a tremendous amount of illegal acts. and. They had their entire bureaucracy and whole herd of legal people in position to basically, in my view, persecute, rather than prosecute Jerry. And he's a very strong person to be able to hold, withstand all those things he's been withstanding. And I feel very much for you and your boys and your. Those people, other people that love you and love Jerry, yeah, this is one of yeah. the most horrendous situations I've ever heard of.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it'll never, it'll never be fully over. We'll never stop fighting or giving up for others, but of course, we just cannot wait till we don't have to talk about it every day. Even though it's a, you know, we you got to do what you got to do, and you got to protect the people you love, and what's right is right. Oh, and absolutely. our. And you know, Mark, he put so much work into this and Jerry's innocence. Mark Angelucci, if, um, we don't mention anything else. He was our attorney um, that helped Jerry. And then he was brutally murdered about a year ago. And. Uh, yeah, we won't talk too much about Mark since it's hard, but.
1: Well, just so. Viewers, but awesome. No, Mark Angelucci was our vice president, National Coalition for Men. And he was deeply involved, deeply involved with Jerry's case, uh, as were several other attorneys. And it was July 11th of 2020
3: or 19, I
1: forget now.
3: 20. And he lived right by five minutes from us. That's right. At the the time, we were five minutes away. I mean, we felt so helpless. We were even sending him pictures of our paintings that day. And it's just awful. He was a friend. He was like is loved
1: person.
3: by many oh yeah you can just he's a good person yeah.
2: Yeah. tragic tragic loss um good man and reading about the Jerry Cox story when my son was falsely convicted right led me to National Coalition for Men um so he's lost a lot Mark yes with Mark's name in it absolutely um So he's doing, Mark is doing amazing work from up above for us now.
1: He's listening to this, I can assure you. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
3: He's probably sitting right
1: here. He certainly is. He certainly is. With a beer in one hand. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) He certainly is. Crystal, you've been so supportive. I mean, you could just as easily have walked away from all of this but you hung in there because you love him, right? And he loves you and you've been so supportive, so vocal. What are some of the things maybe as a final comment that you could give to our audience that you would like to share with them?
3: Um, Just watch your sons. Don't ever take anything if someone's acting strange or anything, just, I don't know, it's really hard after talking about Mark, but um, when I met Bronson, when you meet them and you meet somebody and you can just tell that they're a, like a really good person and you want to help them because they have help, but they need that like help in their home. So if anybody else is going through this, just, be as supportive as you can be. You know, I, there's help out there. You just have to stay strong because it's tough and we have to change these laws and it's just tough, but well, it's not like we're super strong people. You wouldn't even be able to tell looking at us because we're so strong, but somebody has got to go through it. Somebody has got to change it because it won't. And it won't change itself. So anybody that's ever been through it or knows anybody, just speak out there. We even went on Dr. Phil, everything which I didn't mention. We were on Dr. Phil. And, you know, it's even they were just shocked about what was going on. And, and it can happen to anybody, basically, even with the receivership, because it's they do it to old ladies. They put old ladies out on the street. They have no shame. It's a legal it's legal stealing (laughs) and just be careful, like be careful on dating sites, be careful anywhere. I mean, just protect Mm -hmm. your, our, our sons, our fathers, our uncles, everything. And then women too, you know, you gotta be a strong, polite, respectful person, human, you know?
2: I agree and the word strong resonates right I mean it is so difficult to be strong but but there's help out there there's ncfm women against false accusations right
3: Um, yes and and I feel better about that knowing my sons are going out into the world that like I'm part of this and this and because yeah I don't mess with my sons (laughs) those are my babies (laughs) but yeah it can happen to the nicest people
2: I agree. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Crystal.
3: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our true stories. If you have a story to share about a man in your life, please reach out to us at www.womenagainstfalseaccusations.ncfm.org. The National Coalition for Men has been advocating for men and the women who love them since 1977. Our NCFM Women's Group offers emotional support and a place to actively work together to raise awareness around false accusations. Remember, you are not alone. Join us to learn more. Where is our desire for equal opportunity for men and women in society? Did you know that 94% of all work-related deaths and injuries
1: are male? or that 3 out of 4 suicides and homicides are male, and that men die an average of 6 years earlier than women. And recent studies show men and boys can be victims of family violence more often than women and girls. Yet in spite of this alarming news, there are only two commissions in the U.S. created to address these and other serious issues facing our men and boys today. In comparison, there have been over 250 commissions established to help women and girls address serious issues concerning their health and well-being. It's obvious that a federal commission dedicated to the health and status of our men and boys is desperately needed. Please help us, the National Coalition for Men, as we dedicate ourselves to making this ambitious dream a reality. For more information about NCFM, its membership opportunities, or financial support, go to ncfm.org. That's ncfm.org.